It is finally week one in the Siouxland area. Welcome into another edition of these SCJ Preps podcasts here on SiouxCityJournal.com, as well as Anchor and everywhere else you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Assistant Sports Editor Zach James, and alongside with me is Sports Editor Justin Russ. And Justin, we're finally here. It is finally football time, and I know you've been re- been chomping at the bit to uh, get to this point, and here we are. It, it is football season in the Siouxland. Football Americana, as some would say. Yes, we're it's all ready to go. It is time for kickoff. It's, you know, it is that time of season when the fall days start, and yeah, I have no more cliches there. So yeah, no, it's, no, it's time to start the season. So <laughs> yes, and we've we have plenty of previews, plenty of stuff to talk about. Uh, shameless plug: if you haven't already, go find a Siouxland football preview section that came out in Friday's uh, edition of the journal. It's filled with tons of preview stuff, schedules for both high school and college. We'll just focus on the high, the high school side of things in this podcast, in this episode here, but tons of stuff to look into. Uh, so if you have a chance to find a copy of Friday's paper, please do, because it, um, Justin, um, uh, the whole staff uh, put, did a very fantastic job of uh, putting out the uh, football tap. Let's start in Class 3A with Sergeant Blue Fluton and Bishop Heelan in Class 3A District 1. Uh, last year, the Warriors went 5-0 and in district play, 10-2 overall, whereas Heelan went 3-2 and in district play and 7-3 and overall. The Warriors reload after a deep run last year. They'll sort things up coming up on Friday with two home games, as a matter of fact, once against Lewis, Lewis Central and September 6th against Harlan. And Justin, the big thing for me, yes, Daniel Wright is the quarterback, and he's returning, and he's going to be a big force of that Warriors offense, but I am intrigued to see what Jorma Schwedler, after having such a fantastic spring track season, how he can translate that over into the football season. Yeah, that's going to be the question right there, and I know Coach Justin Smith is excited about it. He's definitely looking for a breakout out of Jorma Schwedler, and it's not like he was not doing well the past few seasons. He averaged 4.3 yards per carry last year on 54 carries. Britton Delperding was busy running for 1,361 yards and 11 touchdowns. So, you know, there's really good competition ahead of him. So now it's Jorma's time to shine, and we'll see what he can do. I mean, he he, he showed out big time at the Iowa State track and field meet, winning four titles, uh, mm-hmm. becoming one of the first to do it in, you know, decades. So now it's his time to, to shine on the football field, and Coach Justin Smith feels he's completely ready for it. And, and if he's – if he's a thousand yard running back, that takes a lot of pressure off Daniel Wright, and that makes Sergeant Bluffluton a very dangerous two dimensional team. Instead of just you know a good passing attack, now you have a dynamic rushing attack and a dynamic passing attack. And Sergeant Bluffluton is still going to be good, I feel. But if Jorma Schwedler is a thousand yard rusher, that makes them maybe a title contender again. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And, and right through for tw- over 2,400 yards last year, 26 touchdowns. He is just over 4,000 yards for his career. So if someone, if like Schwebler or any other running back for that matter, can help take off, can help alleviate the stress that Wright has on a nightly basis. And like you mentioned, balance, offensive balance is everything. And I think uh, the Warriors certainly have that. Maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe they can fight for a spot to get to Cedar Falls 
uh, in mid-November. Yeah, and another big key is going to be who Daniel Wright has to throw to because, you know, when he's got – I mean, he had quite the tan, uh, the trio last year with Connor Groves, Sam DeMoss, and Derek Fitzgerald. Groves and DeMoss both graduated, and that's 1,600 yards between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but Derek Fitzgerald also had 48 catches last year, the same amount as, as Sam DeMoss for 412 yards. So he had a good season last year, but now he's the focal guy. He's going to stay in the slot a lot so they can move him around, um, you know – he had a good basketball season, a good baseball season. He's a very good athlete. You know, if he can emerge there and be the go-to, that's huge. And some of these other guys behind him can can maybe do it. You know, maybe Jorma out of the backfield a little bit because Britton Delperton did have 13 receptions. Um, they might need to have the, a swing pass running back a little bit more because if Jorma is dynamic, as they say, and they need some depth at running back, you know, he's going to be the guy that, that might be able to alleviate some of that too. You also have Spencer Clean back who, who, mm-hmm. who may be able to work in that mix, but you know, they've got to, another thing is finding the, the offensive line in front of them and working out the different combinations to keep Daniel Wright and, and uh, Droma Schwedler protected back there. So that'll be a big thing too. But they've got a little depth there, so that should help, especially on the defensive line coming back. Yeah, and you mentioned the defense. Wade Fair coming back uh, on that line. He's 6'1", 205. Uh, he finished with 47 and a half tackles last year, 12 for loss, seven sacks. And already has an offer. At from USF, a University of Sioux Falls, is he is fair kind of the uh, the anchor of that defense in your opinion? Yeah, he's he's the anchor in the defense, and if they if some other guys step up around him, that's going to be the key right there because he may see a good amount of double teams, so others are going to have to step up there too. Um, we'll see. You know, Drummer Schwedler played a little more defense last year. We'll see how much he does this year if they get the depth. Um, like I said, they they lost a lot. I think they were returning eight starters total on offense and defense. So that's a lot of holes to replace, and that's a lot on defense to replace. You know, Cole Garrett, Drew Matheson, um, you got to replace those guys. Uh, but, you know, as Zach Smith – or Justin Smith said, you know, he's at the point where they had a lot of juniors last year they felt that could have started on most of their teams. If those guys are ready to go, then your defense is short up right there. So it'll be – you know, Braden Barclay is the guy that he's looking at at linebacker that, that could come in and do a big, big things. He only had 10.5 tackles last season, but you're playing behind some good guys there. So if he's ready to step in, that's huge at, at the linebacker spot. You know, um, Ben Freeberg, I think, is a the guy they're looking at defensive back there. Some defensive backs they feel can step in. Um, Jack Galco is a the guy um, there. Uh, you know, to be honest, I didn't look at the roster close enough. He may. Uh, He's probably going out, but that's a guy who's an athlete that's had some very good wrestling seasons. He could be a guy that steps up. He uh, that, that steps up and does something there. So um, if he's out, uh, once again, I'm I'm right. efforting to find the thing. If I choose the right year in quick stats, that ends half the battle right there. But um, according to the roster that I see, he is out. So you know that's a guy that could step and do some things on there, you know. Uh, Matthew Hayden is the guy they're kind of looking at a little bit too, maybe of stepping up and doing some things. Um, Austin Freeberg's another one. Um, you know, so there's another – there's a lot of guys there. Nate Curry's had a good wrestling season. Maybe he's ready to step up. Like I said, there's they're always – there's always someone that – Blake Levy's another guy that can maybe step into a linebacker role. And some of these guys had really good off-seasons, you know, in wrestling or in baseball – that it, it's starting to they, – they can slide into those roles. You just never know. Um, but that, that's, that's what a good – that's what a traditionally good program does. 
you have a bunch of seniors graduate, you bring in some juniors to fill the roles, maybe there's a little learning curve, but by the end, they're in the same place they, they were before. It happened with Helan in their heydays. Dakota, you're seeing it in Dakota Valley nowadays. You know, you, you just keep plugging in people year after year, no matter the graduation, and you're better. You keep, you're good year after year. Iowa City Regina is a very good example of that, you know, mm-hmm. rec- recruiting jokes aside. And that's what Sergeant Bluff is trying to do right now because they feel they're a big enough program that they have enough athletes to do that year in, year out. Real quick, what's the bigger game for the Warriors on their schedule, Heelan or Spencer, considering Spencer finished second in the district last year at 4-1 and one and 8-3 and three overall? Uh, that's a good question. I'm going to go with Heelan just because of the rivalry. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, too. Sergeant Bluff has a good rivalry going to Spencer, but there's so much dislike between Heelan and Sergeant Bluff that, you know, even Justin Smith pointed out, you know, the Heelan game. Uh, I, I'm sorry, Heelan pointed out the Sergeant Bluff game. And, you know, you, you look at that and – I'm sorry, I'm thinking East versus Helan. I'm sorry about that. So, you know, but that, that's such a big rivalry right there, and it's in the middle of the season um, right in there. So that could determine, that could sway the district in the middle of the season right there. The Spencer game is still a very big game, as is the Denison game after that. Um, but you're really going to want to know a lot about your team going into that. You're, you're going to know a lot about your team after that Helan game. And, and especially Helan's going to be chomping at the bit because – Sergeant Buffalo and beat him twice, and that, that that was not a quick enough answer. I realize. So, let's move over to the uh, Helen Crusaders. Uh, one of the after a seven and three season last year. Uh, what do you think the big key is for the Crusaders? How much the offense comes along? Um, we've seen the progression of Brant Hogue um, throughout all the sports. Now mm-hmm. the question is, does it carry over to the football field? Because, you know, Brant Hogue had a great season for baseball, had a, led the team in scoring in basketball. But last year in football as the starting quarterback was kind of the first one he, he came into the, that big role. Well, he only completed 40% of his passes, 40-some percent of his passes last year, which isn't that good. And more is going to be on his shoulders this year with the graduation of Tommy uh, Schlitz, who – gained a thousand yards last season. So there's gonna be a lot on his shoulders. He's he's gonna be the focal point of the offense. Um so now we'll see kind of what, what this team can do. Yeah, forty four point nine percent of his passes, nine touchdowns, seven interceptions. Um Coach Jansen said, you know, he's more comfortable in that role this year. He's more comfortable as the quarterback this year. He knows the offense. So we'll see and he, he does have you know they're gonna have to find some pieces around him. They're kind of going running back by committee. They always go receiver by committee. So, you know, it's, it's kind of up to Brandt to be the steady guy in that with all these committees around him. And if we have – we're, we're talking about Halen. We have to talk about the defense. We have to talk about Kobe Claiborne. He's uh, been very vocal on his social media about the offers he's getting, about the progress he's been making uh, throughout, this, throughout the summer. And it's very impressive to see. But where do you see him – uh, fitting into this defense and how much how much does he need to have a big season a for the crusaders to have success and b for him to ha- to put out a good first impression for coaches at the next level this is a big year for him because you know he's going to see a lot of double teams this year he's the main one back on the defensive line and in the defense in general so he's going to see a lot of double teams and he's going to have to work through a lot of them until someone steps up next to him. Uh, I see him, he's the focal part of the defense, but the defense isn't going to live and die by him because 
he can be as good as he can, but if no one else steps up, he's going to see double and triple teams flat out. That They're going to know that they can, they can stack up against him. So they need others around him to step up, but this is a big time for him because he's going to see a lot of d- double teams. So can he show he can work past those double teams and get to that next level? That's the quarterback. And, you know, he, he's done some good – he had 51 tackles last year, so he's shown the ability – to, to shut off blockers. So he'll see a few more blockers this season. That'll be crucial. Uh, the main thing is they need to fill in around him. You know, it was Dawson Fenton, Deontay Walker, um, Jake Bilu, uh, Frank Vondrock. Uh, so you're, you're losing some guys around there. So it's, it's what they can do at linebacker and, and defensive line around him. And like you mentioned, you mentioned a couple of times throughout the last couple of weeks, too, Healing has had a lot of success. They don't have many losing seasons, so it's imperative for them to, A, a have another winning season, and B, make sure they finish, not, if not the winner of the 3A District 1 race, second, at least second place of the 3A District 1 race. Uh, Healing has had a lot of success throughout the years. Yeah, they really have, and that Sergeant Bluff game is big for them, but I almost see that East game as being big for them that first week, you know, coming out and showing that the defense is out there too because in the RPI system, that's big in there, playing, playing the 4A team right now in East, which I think could be better than their 5-4 and four record a year ago. So you have that. Western Christian's a big one. Um, so those are big games for even get to the Sergeant Bluff game for them. So that first one might be the big one out of the gate. But, of course, you know, that Sergeant Bluff game, that's going to be the game that, that they have circled on there too, you know. It's such a big rivalry now, and mm-hmm. and you know you don't like losing to your rival twice in one season, especially when the second times in the playoffs in the first round. So, so, that, so those are the two big games for them early. Then you know their last game of the year is against Spencer. And you have Denison Schlesweg after the Sergeant Bluff Luton game. So there's there's plenty of tough games out there uh, for them. But that first one against East is, is is a pretty big big game right off the bat for them. Let's segue over to the East Black Raiders now as you're listening to the SCJ Preps podcast here on SiouxCityJournal.com. Zach James, Justin Russ alongside with you here. Like you mentioned, the Black Raiders went uh, three and four, uh, five and four rather last year, excuse me. And uh, they're trying to get back, back into the playoffs under Brian Webb, who is in his second season as, as coach at East. What do you think is going to be the biggest difference, Justin, for East in Webb's second year as coach? Uh, the team will know the system now. You know, last year's the filling out period, what works, what doesn't work, um, fitting to people's strengths, knowing the depth chart, who goes where. That's all figured out already. They've got the depth chart all figured out already. You know, they know who's going where. They, the, the players know the system. That's, that's a lot of planning, planning off the table right there. So everyone knows their positions. Everyone knows what they're supposed to do. They've had the offseason to work on it. So everyone should be familiar with their roles. That, that, that's flat out the biggest thing for them year two with, with Brian Webb. And East's quarterback has a great name too, Casey Blake, not to be confused with the former uh, major league infielder who was originally from Indianola. But what do you see out of Blake uh, coming up in, in this upcoming season? You know, that's a big question mark. Uh, Brian Webb said, you know, Casey really took the reins in the offseason, really worked to get better once some team camps. We'll see if that pays off. You know, Nate Zeisdeff, for as good as an athlete as he was, completed less than 50% of his passes. So you're, you're going to need him to be efficient. That's the key. That, I mean, that's the key with any quarterback, be efficient. So mm-hmm. if Casey Blake can be efficient, he should. It'll be interesting to see if he has the weapons around him too, but he should. He's got some people back like Gabe Wagner um, Cage Kellen, you know, there's some guys around him he can get the ball too. Um, it just uh, it is a question mark of uh, 
what the ground game is going to be like because they're turning to a, so- a sophomore, Tejon Jones, who ran for 99 yards and 11 carries last year. And Coach Brian Webb is very high on the kid. He says he's the most explosive athlete he's coached in a while. Um, if Tejon Jones can fill in those yardage from Alex Clyder, you know, if, if he has a breakout season, that makes life easier on Casey. And, and, and we'll see how efficient Casey can be and if Tejon Jones is as dynamic as Coach Webb said he is. Moving over to the defensive side, how much do you think Blake Wiederhold, Patrick Conley, Patrick Gottberg, how much do you think they'll be big on that defensive line? That's going to be key is that defensive line for them. So they do have some linebackers back there. Uh, Dylan Harper's one of the linebackers too. The, the defensive line is, is going to have to get pressure early. Um, there's some, they're working in some younger guys in the defensive backfield. Um, but, you know, you have Gabe Wagner back in that defensive backfield, which helps too. So you do have some experience there. So – you know, if the defensive line can get pressure, that's going to be the biggest thing for them. If they can create havoc on there, that that and to me, that's one of the biggest things of any defense. Maybe that's being a Vikings fan growing up and always thinking <laughs> that you, need, you need to get pressure on them because that's what they've been built on their their whole times there in Minnesota. Every year they're good. They have a great defensive line, and a lot of great teams have great defensive lines. And to get that pressure on, that makes life easier on the defensive backs. The quarterback is now running running a bit and having to make tougher reads. And if the defensive backs are back there, that makes it even tougher. So the defense, you know, specifically the defense line is going to be key for for East this season. Let's circle up now north north to north, and uh, the Stars will look to continue their progress. Uh, one win season 2015 with 7-3 in 2007, 2-7 um, last year, winless in 2017. Do you think North can turn things around under Mitch Moore? That'll be an interesting question right there. Um, you know, it, it depends how you define progress and such. It may not be in the win-loss record. What's happening is he's getting more kids in the off-season weight program. That's, that's big right there. But they have some big-time playmakers to make up for. You know, Matt Hagan threw for 30 touchdowns last year. He graduated. Um, Dequan Lillard, 400. They, they lost their top rushers in Dequan Lillard and Devontae Combs. And Combs caught 61 passes for 859 yards and 11 touchdowns. And Trenton Furyk had 11 touchdown receptions too. So you're losing your best playmakers. So that's tough to fill when you have that many playmakers to make up for. So if they're going to take the next step, it's going to rely on their defense early because they have a decent amount back on their defense. So how fast can the offense adjust? Um, they know who the quarterback is going to be. It's going to be uh, Gavin Hoggy. Um, he, he, he's going to be the quarterback. How fast can he fit into that role? Um, who's going to be the running back? It seems like Dante Hansen's going to take on that same role Devontae Combs had last year. Can he fill that role in there? Uh, if not, there, you know, you got a decent amount back on defense. Johnny Little's the guy that that Mitch Moore's really trusting. So if the defense can step up, yeah, you can you can take that next step forward. Now, is the next step making the playoffs? I don't know. Is the next step getting three wins? You know, that might be it because. Building a program takes time. You're just not going to have instant success when it's been that low. And when you're talking about getting kids to off-season programs, getting mm-hmm. them to lift more, that's the biggest challenge. And that, if that's what he's had to work with, you know, that's that's the thing. What's the expectations? Is it two and seven? Is it three and six? Is it seven and three? To me, if if, if you get the steady progression and go three and six and four and five, that's the big thing. So. Yeah, especially with North's schedule, I'm looking at it right now. They open at Council Bluffs, Thomas Jefferson on Friday, and then week two is at home against Lincoln, week um, three is at home against West, um, too. 
So, I mean, the last game of the season against, is against Dowling. And, not, and yeah. no disrespect to North, but they're just not going to beat Dowling. I don't think anybody is this year. Shocker. But um, I think Dowling could be the best team in all six classes this year. Um, I would love to see a West Sioux, Dow- West Sioux Dowling game. I think that would be very, very fun. But I, I'm even, you know, too, even, but... even, even then, I'll, I'll throw out there, no one has the depth for Dowling. Uh, that's the thing. No one has the depth for Dowling. They're yeah, they're no. on a league on its own. That's that's for a separate podcast about some of the the, the requests that some school, some school districts are making about you know maybe having a different class. So yeah. Yep, yep, and that's so. that's that's an appropriate discussion to have, but not right now. But, uh, but but you are right. You know, even that that game against Lamar's Lamar's has been down the last couple of years. Maybe if you can get that win, maybe you know there's a possibility at the first four weeks. You're sitting there at four and zero going into that Des Moines Lincoln game, so you know. And Lincoln's beatable too. So maybe you're five and zero going into the East game, but then it, then you got East Hoover, Ankeny, and Dowling Catholic, and those are those are four tough games. If I'm remembering, Hoover's actually been decent in the past few years, if mm-hmm. I'm remembering correctly. Um, so you know maybe somehow five and zero. I I don't know if you know with history if you can expect five and zero, but you know those are all five winnable games for North. Whether they win them or not, we'll see and. That that'll kind of show the progression. Are you beating those teams that are fifty-fifty games that are that are right along the same rung, if maybe not lower than you? Are you winning those games? And, and we'll see if they do. I do think they can, uh, like you said, in those first four games or so. I think they can be two and two at worst, and I think they would take that because it just shows that progress is being made. And maybe they can't. They statistically and maybe emotionally can improve. From a 2017, 2018 season, rather, well, 2018 to 17 to, yep. but they can improve from the last two years. Uh, let's finish gonna, up the I, and Yeah, go ahead. I go should ahead. mention it is going to be a younger team. So, I mean, that's one thing. Younger teams take a little bit more to come around, so we'll see how it goes. But as Mitch Moore said, he's building the numbers in the, mm-hmm. in the youth program, the middle school program, and, you know, the high school program. So they may be young, but maybe they have better numbers than they did the year before, so maybe more quality than they had before. You mentioned the youth and the Sioux City West, the Wolverines certainly uh, can attest to that. They're going to be very young this year, and uh, they open up the season uh, Thursday night uh, against uh, Council Bluffs Jefferson at Olsen Stadium. Uh, give me a quick hit on the Wolverines. They've got five guys back from last year, and when I say five guys, I mean five, five guys, guys that were starters. So, I mean – it's going to rely on, on, on those guys. Riley Belt's kind of the biggest one you, you look at that they're returning. Um, he, he's going to be someone on defense they can really rely on. Offensively, uh, it'll be interesting to see what he does. They have five guys working at quarterbacks. You don't know who it's going to be. Um, they graduate Aiden Belt. Um, he was the quarterback from last season. They graduate Alec Neiman, a receiver for them. Belt also led them in rushing. So they, they're working a lot of spots. Uh, Nick Punti is another guy that's returning. They're going to rely on for the, for the ground game. So um, Riley Belt and Nick Punti are, are two big guys. They, they got a couple offensive linemen back. Um, it, they are going to be very young this year. Uh, we'll see how it comes around. They had a rough year last year. Um, it's interesting because, you know, it doesn't have the same feel as North. Uh, Schmitz is getting more people in the weight room. So we, we'll see how that translates. Um, their first games are going to be telling too. You know, you you have uh, uh, Thomas uh, Thomas Jefferson right off the bat. Then you have East. Then you have North, and that's you know a fifty fifty rivalry game. And 
then Helan, Roosevelt, Marshalltown, Southeast Pole, Fort Dodge, Ankeny, mm-hmm. Centennial. So it's not an easy schedule. And, you know, that East game, they could take some lumps. That Helan game, they could take some lumps. And how do these young kids bounce back from it? It'll, it'll be interesting to see because um, they gave up some points last year. You know, beginning of the season wasn't so bad, but then his first two games in 33, 37, 25, 41, 77, 68, 61. The numbers just, as you as you see, kept getting bigger as as the schedule got tougher. Yep, yep, and they're uh, they're just gonna have to have to roll through some punches and try and figure out a way to have success in a very tough district, which I'm not sure they can. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what uh, the Wolverines do in 2019. Now let's move up to the South Dakota side of things and talk about Dakota Valley. Uh, they're very inexperienced, but I think there's enough talent here, Justin, that the Panthers can compete uh, in their district. Yeah, and they've got a tough schedule to start out. They're at Madison the first week of the season. That's a top-five team. Then you host Yankton, who's ranked second in the, in one of the top classes in South Dakota in your week, too. So, you know, that's, that's a tough schedule right away. So these new players will be thrown to the fire right away, but that's not any different than usual for Dakota Valley, who, you know, Nate Rice came and did a great job at quarterback last season. He did just mm-hmm. a fantastic job. Um, so, uh, but that's a lot to fill right there. So they're still working the quarterback there. They have a lot returning on the offense and defensive line. That's going to be the strength. And for Jeff, for, for, for Jeff, um, for Jeff Vandenhall, that's the big thing. Having a lot on the line, he feels it's going to be a top notch line. And with as much as he runs the ball and as many people as he can run the ball with, that's a big thing right there. So if they can get their ground attack going, which I surely expect Vanden Hall is going to get that going. He's, he's a pretty smart guy. You know, Cole Johnson can be there. They can have a couple of other guys there. Um, if they can fill those defensive backs and linebacker position, Dakota Valley is going to be another team looking at another deep playoff run because that's what they do. And it's the same thing we said with Sergeant Bluffluton. They've got juniors that are filling in for seniors. And Jeff, Jeff Vanden Hall said it. When you, if you have those, sometimes those juniors might not play, but they're talented and they can plug in those holes quickly. And that's what he feels he has. That's what he's felt he's had for the last couple of years. And, you know, they went under him. He's really built a program there. And, and to your point, the players have seen what think, what's gone on in the last few years on the field from the sidelines or the stands. So they know what's going on. It's not like they're going in blindly to – the schedule, not knowing what's gonna, not knowing how tough it's gonna be, they realize how tough it's gonna be, and they realize they have to play their best every single week too. Yeah, Jeff really has that team motivated. And they, like I said, they've seen what's happened the last couple of years. But they go in and do their jobs. He's not gonna ask them to do too much. He's gonna keep no. it simple for some of them. He's gonna know who to lean on, and those are the ones that are really gonna. As long as everyone does their job, you know, he knows every. It takes everyone to win the title, and he knows. You know, if they do their job, and it's yes, it's the Patriots thing, blah blah blah. But it's a pretty simple fact that that's what he's doing. He's working it together as a team. That's the best way to do it. I mean, you're not you're not going to beat Yankton with one player. You're just not. No, that's not how it works. You know, number two ranked team. So um, we'll see how some of those kids fit into those roles. You know, the offense line is going to be big. They're going to be able to run behind it. The defense line is going to cause havoc. We'll see, you know, I think there's some talented linebackers filling in there. Johnny Trendos, um, if I'm saying that right, uh, he's one of the guys that's going to fill in at linebacker and, and, and 
Brandon Hall is very excited about him in that role. So defensive back, they'll be a little shorter, but they'll be fast. And, you know, sometimes playing fast makes up for a lot of things in high school football. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now let's move over to the Nebraska side and talk about a little bit more about South Sioux City. Uh, the Cardinals are coming off their back-to-back winless seasons. They have a new coach in Christopher Stein, and uh, Jake Aiken's going to take over a quarterback for the Cardinals. I, the situation with South Sioux is a little interesting to me because you have a coach who's coming in from Chadron State, and Chadron State has had a successful uh, program in the past, but South Sioux City can't say that. And I think it's going to be interesting to see how Stein can implement maybe some things he uh, takes from the collegiate level and plugs it in to the Cardinals. From what I've heard, the city is excited about the direction the program is already headed. And I think the players are kind of embracing just having a new voice on the sidelines too. Yeah, it is the second new voice in two years for them uh, after taking over for Silas. I do think it's a pretty good hire, but we'll see how it translates. You know, sometimes the college coaches don't always mix with high school. Sometimes it works great. So see how this goes. The kids are responding early, and that's the key thing. You know, if they're embracing the ideas, they're going with it, it's pretty good. You know, you can be pretty stubborn both sides of it, coach or players. And it sounds like both sides are embracing each other, and that's the big thing there. Will it translate to wins this year? I don't know. That's going to be the I thing. Don't know the thing. This might be. This is. We talk about North being a big rebuild. This is going to be a big rebuild. And it's not going to be something that happens overnight. It's going to be something that happens. It's going to take a year to two, probably. You know, he's he's got some numbers out, which is good. But you know, it's getting that talent. It's getting to where expectations should be. And how long that takes, we'll see. If it happens, we'll see. Um, the big thing right now is having the coaches and the players connect. That's mm-hmm. the biggest thing because you'll be able to see that on the field too. If the players listen to the coach, you'll see it on the field more than you, you would see it before. And how the coach handles himself on the field would be a big thing too. So um, we'll, we'll see how this goes with year one. Will it lead to a win? We'll, that, that's yet to be determined now. But it, it'd be nice to see Sioux City Healing snap that losing streak. No, I, I don't know about the Nebraska landscape as well as I do about the Iowa landscape, but it seems like the schedule is going to be a challenge, too. They face Omaha Bryan on the road on Friday, and then they have back-to-back home games against Ralston and Gross Catholic. What do you see out of that uh, South Sioux schedule? Uh, it's tough. It's the same one they've kind of been playing. I mean, it's it's going to be tough, you know. Um, it's hard. The Omaha – Grosses, Scott Catholics, all, all, all of them. Like it just, it, it's a tough schedule, and we'll see what it leads to. Um, I, I just don't know. They're going to take some lumps like they have the past couple of years. It's how they bounce back from those lumps mm-hmm. in some of these tough games to see what they do from there. All right, now let's move to the Siouxland region, which there's some plenty of good, plenty of good teams outside of the city limits as well as we're you're listening to the. SCJ Preps Podcast is we're previewing the high school football season here on SiouxCityJournal.com, Anchor, and wherever you get, you get your podcasts. I'm Zach James. He's sports editor, Justin Rust. Let's jump to West Sioux. I, I think we could spend really a half hour talking about this team, but let's, let's just put it into a capsule here. It's Hunter Deckers' team, and I appreciate what he said in the tab story about he wants it to be about the team, and I appreciate that. But this is his year to shine, and not only in football either. 
Yeah, I get that. I get that. It, it is his year to shine, but however, they're not winning the championship just based on Hunter Deckers, as good as he is. Um, and he knows that. Um, you know, I think other teams are going to learn about it um, because they have a bit to replace on the offensive line. And, you know, I think everyone is looking back to when this happened to Akron Westfield, what they had back a few years ago. Um, they lost their whole line and the season went, went, went down. You know, Westfield has a lot to replace on the line, but he got a weapon in Bryce Coppock coming in uh, with his mom getting the, the principal's job at Westfield. He's in. That's a thousand yard rusher right there. Cade Lineout's there. He caught he caught one thousand he had one hundred thousand five hundred and sixty seven receiving yards and twenty one touchdowns last year. So he's got weapons. Um and, and this is his year to shine too, but if he does exactly what he did last year, heck he could do a little less than he did last year. And they're gonna be fine. They're they're gonna be just fine. So as much as it, last year was kind of his year to shine, um, and he did. And he had a lot of good weapons around him, like said with Cade Lineout and Chase Koopmans mm-hmm. um, and such. So if he does what he did last year, they're fine. You know? So this may be the time where we see more Bryce Coppock and Cade Lineout because um, as much as all the attention is going to be on Hunter, it, it's going to be what, his, what they replace defensively. It's going to be what they replace on the line and how they can get after it um, to win the title. Are they going to be good? Yeah, they're going to be good. They're, uh, and and I, I'm nitpicking here because I'm, I'm talking like, Winning third state title, good. It's like when I talk about. It's like when I'm going to talk about Adam Howard during the wrestling season. It's going to be nitpicking because okay. the guy already has three titles. <laughs> Wasu already has two titles with a very good coach in Ryan Trishaw and Hunter Decker's back there and Kid Lineout back. So they they already have a really talented crew back. Um, they do lose, you know, defensively they lose uh, Chase Koopmans, uh, Trevor Schuler, Corey Van Ort, and Logan Kudum. Um, I think it's Connor. Connor, uh, if I'm remembering the the Koopmans right, Connor's the one who's back. They also have Austin Lobert back, and as Ryan Treesaw said, those are the kind of the guys that you win a championship with. They're not going to be mentioned as much, but as long as they 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 go out and do the work and play the positions right, that's going to be the key. You know, Austin Lobert's guy. He, he kind of mentioned out there too. Kyler Bach is going to be huge on the offensive line, big time. He's a return on that offensive line. Um, and he could be the, the mainstay there that gets everyone in line there, too. So Seth Salker is the guy that could see take a step forward this year, too. So, you know, Hunter's going to be the show. Hunter's going to be what they show up every night for. But you know what? Those side acts of Bryce Coppock and Cade Lineout, man, they're good. Yeah. I, I, wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing Cade Lineout at the University of South Dakota next year getting an offer there. And Coppock will probably get some decent looks, too, because if Scouts are still going to come out to watch Hunter and obviously Kate too, they're going to notice what Bryce does. And Bryce brings a lot to the table with this program. And like you've mentioned before a couple of times, there may not be some people who know Bryce Coppock is now at West Sioux. Yep, that's the key. And, yeah, um, Hunter Deckers does a great job of mentioning his teammates to these re- the people recruiting him. You know, how many they're going to be at games because he's committed to Iowa State. We'll see. Iowa State will have people there watching, but I guarantee there's going to be other coaches that come and see Wasu play um, and such. And, you know, maybe USD was after Hunter Deckers. I guarantee you he mentioned Cade Lineup's name to him. I bet you he named Jason – he said Jason Topetti's name to them, a kicker who made 73 uh, PATs last year. So hmm. as he, he might be mentioning Kyler, Kyler Bach. He might be mentioning Bryce Coppock to them. So you'll see people there too for – for them, and that'll be the big thing. People are going to learn who Bryce Coppock is. People will know who Cade Leonard is, but they may know, know even more now. So, 
it, it's going to be, like I said, it's going to be the Hunter Decker show. That's the way it's going to be. But, you know, his main thing, if he performs well and he gets his teammates the ball, they're going to perform well because he trusts them. That's a team in contention for a third state title. So, can this team get the third state title? Uh, Will they? Uh, sports betting doesn't open at the Hard Rock until mid-September, <laughs> so you know, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna hedge my bets. I I try not to put it on there. Um, I, I would need to see a couple games first, and to be honest, I'm not deep dived enough into Class One A to make that call. Um, I haven't, uh, you know, I've been focusing on all of our area teams a bit more and I have statewide but because West Lyon's going to be in that mix too so you know they're, that's a team in their own area that could that could give fits to, to uh, West Sioux there too so um, it'll be interesting uh, I, th- I think West Lyon and West Sioux may meet to go to that 1A uh, semifinal or state title game Well let's stay there with West Lyon of Inwood they went 4-1 and in district play last year 7-3 and three overall by the way West Sioux Went five and zero in district play and twelve and one overall. West Lyon uh, brings back a lot. Uh, they had had a very successful season last year under Jay Roseboom. Uh, talk to me a little bit about the Wildcats. Jay Roseboom, hey buddy, good to know you're still there. Uh, he he was the coach at West Lyon when I was in high school. So so that, that's twenty eighth year according to the uh, coaches yep. association yearbook. Yep, twenty eighth year. I'm thirty six years old, so he's been coaching there. Since I, since I was eight. So, you know, it's, it, 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 I come back and I shoot. I'm like, oh, man, he's still there. So I, I figured he was. So it's good to see him there. Um, Jalen Gramstad, the quarterback's back. Passed for 660 yards. Logan Meyer is back. And that's a guy we could be really talking about. He is, he is going to be a senior. He rushed for 987 yards and 12 touchdowns last year. And when West Lyon has a stud, they know it. Jay Rosenboom knows how to use it. I say 660, six, 660 yards for Jalen Gramstead. That's a high water mark for West Lyon. Yeah. They do not change from that. They know what they are. He threw 98 passes last year. They are going to ground and pound it with Logan Meyer, and Jalen Gramstead can get you some yards. Logan Meyer is a stud. They're going to feed him. It, you know, I don't want to say a one-man band there. They do need a couple others to step up next to him, but They've got some talented guys there. Um, Easton, um, Easton Fleshman was a freshman last year. He started to come out big time in wrestling and baseball. He's a guy that defensively you could see, and on the line they can really lean on there. So they're, they're going to be the same thing they are every year. They're going to rely on their defense, and they're going to rely on a ground-and-pound running game that can eat up tons of yards, tons of play clock, and just bruise the heck out of you. Nothing's changed since I, <laughs> since I graduated. Now. Nothing's changed. And you know what? All they do is win. And it works. It's amazing. It's amazing what Jay Rosenboom does there. Yeah, it sounds like an impressive program, but their one district loss last year was What's the West to Sioux? West 41 to 14. Yep. Is that gap closer? Um,. I don't know. That's the thing. They're really going to have to eat up clock on West soon. That is the big thing. Um, how good is our de- is our defense going to be able to slow slow down West? You know, you got guys. You know, Gavin Lorenz and um, Gage Erickson are, are back. Zach Vanderbeek's back. Um, you have Blake Meyer back. Are all those 
all those guys saw it last year and they experienced it. That I bet you that's fueling them in the offseason. I bet you that name, that Wesley name is getting mentioned in that locker room. I guarantee you. And that's going to be driving them. They're up. The, the challenge is going to be can they slow down West Sioux? You know, that's going to be the big thing. If they can eat up clock and slow down West Sioux, you'll see a big game. If they can't, West Sioux is going to put up another 40 on them. Um, but, you know, there's not many times people are throwing up 40 points on West Lion. So that tells you how talented West Sioux is, for one. So will they yeah, be able to slow down? The only other team that scored more than 40 last year was Borden Hope Rock Valley. And they played for a state title as well. So that's the thing. That, that shows you how good those two teams were last year um, in, in that aspect. And who was the team that beat West Sioux last year? Boyd and Hall Rock. I don't know. Valley. I was in Wisconsin. Well, okay, Boyd and <laughs> yeah, Hall Rock Boy- Valley. Sorry, that's, that's a retort. <laughs> I was ready to answer that one. But yeah, it was Boyd and Hall Rock Valley. So, you know, it, it'll be interesting because, you know, other games, six points, six points, 17 points, seven points, zero, 21, 12. They lost 10 nothing in there. So, you know, they need to be able to control that clock against West Sioux. And that, that's gonna, a lot of that's going to rely on the defense. So, we'll see. They've got a lot of that defense back. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. let's move over to the Nighthawks for a quick second. They went, uh, let's see, they went five and zero in district play last year, eleven and two overall uh, in two, class two A district one. They edged out uh, the Central Lion for the district title, and the Central Lion went uh, four and one there. What do you see out of the Nighthawks this year? That is the million dollar question. They graduated J.T. Vant Hall. Uh, he all, all he did last year was pass for 2,113 yards and, and, and rush for 937 yards. Not to mention that Elliot Vander uh, um he, he rushed for 852 yards. And and uh, both those guys were senior. Well, yeah, I'm pretty – yeah, both the Van Carricks, uh, Brayton and Elliot, were seniors last year. I keep forgetting that because I keep thinking one was younger than the other. But, you know, so who's going to be the quarterback? That's the big question because so much of that offense runs through the quarterback Boyd in Hall Rock Valley. But, you know, another guy who's been there for a long time, Cody Brandt. He's been at Boyd in Hall Rock Valley for a long time again. Um, 24 years. Yeah. So he was – I remember that name from high school too. And he's really built something there. You know, it, was, it wasn't – you know, combining both programs, it wasn't the funnest thing at first for them. But it worked out very well. Yeah, it's worked out very well, not only in football, but also basketball, baseball. Yes. It's worked out for, for the entire athletic program, both boys and girls. Exactly. And I think they have something in Keaton Mosher. He, he only threw 85 passes last year, but 517 yards, no interceptions, four touchdowns. The completion percentage is a little low, but so I, I think Keaton Mosher is a guy who can come in and take over that, see how much he runs. He does have, he, he does have, um, uh, Eric Salazar returning for him. Um, I think Salazar is a, a good defensive back. He can take some of that rushing for them. Um, in, in that aspect, they do lose Cody Post, who, who caught 768 yards on only 29 receptions. So hmm. 26.5 yards per catch. That's that's hard to make up that's for. Yeah. So and they do lose Spencer Teslaw. So there's some very there's a lot of talent they have to. Replace. I'm sorry, Spencer Teslaw is back. I, I'm thinking the wrong T-slaw, so that's that's my fault. Um, Spencer is back, um, 
So he'll he'll be he'll be back in there. So you have him back, and you have Eric Salazar back. Those two will see an uptick in what they do offensively. Uh, if I'm thinking right, Bo, uh, they do graduate Bo DeYoung. That's who I'm thinking of. Bo DeYoung is the one who graduated 48 receptions. But Spencer Tisaw and Eric Salazar, two two good talents there. They've got a decent amount returning on on defense as well. Um, you know, there are some holes to fill, but having having Salazar back is is, is huge and. We'll, we'll see. Uh, there's a lot of holes to fill, but Cody Brandt has made this team a contender year in, year out. Uh, is it enough to compete with West Sioux? Well, luckily, West Sioux's 1A, they're 2A. So we'll see how it is. It's, it's going to be other teams there. Uh, um, what, Central, what are they going to do against Central Lion, George Little Rock? Yes, CLGOR was 5-4, and four, but, you know, they've had their bounce back years. You know, and we'll see Floyd Valley, what do they do? Um, Spirit Lake is another team there. Uh, that, that that could be improved too. So um, they they rolled through some of those really good teams last year. Uh, the only team that really stopped only the only team that stopped them was PC and Monroe, uh, who held them to seven points. So that tells you how good PC and Monroe was because and they were fantastic yeah. last year. Because even against Sergeant Bluff Luton, Boyden Hall Rock Valley scored twenty one points. Yeah. Yeah, and that PCM offense and defense was just electric last year. And um, I don't know if the Mustangs will, will see a team like that in the next few years. But I know they like to reload, and uh, yeah. their coaching staff is very good. But, but no, no, you're right. A board and back Valley certainly has a way to uh, – they'll, they'll find a way to get to Cedar Falls. Co- Cody, you know? yeah, Cody Brandt is a very good coach. He'll find a way. Yeah. Something tells me we're going to see a lot out of Keaton Moser this year. We'll see Eric Salazar, and we'll see uh, Spencer Tesaw. Those are going to be the big ones that we really see um, have big years. It, it, it just, JT, but JT Van Hall is a big part of that program. He will be missed. So um, mm-hmm. you're not going to replace all that. So it may take a couple guys. So Moving to a smaller school now, Remsen St. Mary's, as they, they're coming off another state baseball uh, tournament with the Blaine Horpino uh, having having just a heck of a season baseball wise. He probably had the second best uh, season as a pitcher behind uh, Jake Hilmer, who is now a freshman at Upper Iowa. How do you think Horpino is going to have to lead uh, Remsen St. Mary's maybe to Cedar Falls? Do they have the talent to get to Cedar Falls? I think they have the talent to get to Cedar Falls. It was a young team last year. They went six and three. Um, you know, I, I don't think Harpenau has to be that leader. I think it's been a team effort for them in basketball and baseball. You know, since football season last last year, this is a team that made a trip to state basketball. This is a team that made a trip to state baseball. So looking at them, they're all a year older with state trips on their mind. This is all of a sudden goes from being a, a young team to a very veteran team, not just in terms of like, your experience, but in terms of state experience. So you got the guys out there. Uh, you know, Blaine Harpenau is going to play a big part of it, but so is Skyler Waldenschmidt. So is Levi Waldenschmidt. Yeah. Spencer Shorg does not play. Uh, I'm looking at Brady Shorg. Sorry about that. Um, Jeremy Knock was, was big there. Xavier Gulls. Those are all teams that, that have played at state. Brady Holman. You know, so those, those are kind of the guys that you can lean on on there as well. It's not all on Blaine Harpenau's shoulders now. Did he? Did he play a big role in this team last year? Yes. He had, he had about almost 2,000 combined yards, 16 touchdowns, 18 interceptions, 16 rushing touchdowns. He's going to be the focal point too. But, you know, Skyler Waldenschmidt had 30 receptions last year. That could go up. Um, Jeremy Knock rushed for 481 yards. That could go up. You know, this, uh, this team is a year older and a year wiser with state experience. 
with basically everyone. And that's going to translate to the defense too. You know, Jeremy Cock, Canock, um, Spent, Skyler Waldenschmidt were two of the top tackles last year, along with Xavier and Blaine. So now they're going to be more refined defensively. And when you have playmakers that they could have this year in eight-man football, they could be a very dynamic team this year. Yeah, and even though eight-man is competitive up here in this part of the state, I think the Hawks can find a way to be in that top top echelon of those teams. They only lost to New Alfonso by two points last year. They were really figuring it out toward the end of the year. So we'll see how they – We'll see how they do this year. So they were they were a better team at the end of last season than they were at the beginning. I know I know a lot of teams are going to say that, but when you're young yeah. like that, that's the progression you want to see. And if that carries over this season, I, I really think it will. I think this could be a deep playoff too. run team. I do too, and that experience obviously helps being in state basketball, state baseball, and state it, track it, too. If even a, even if some of those kids made it in state track. Is it, Don, sure is it Don Bosco deep? I don't know. No, that, that's always the question. For every, <laughs> wow. That's the question for every team, Nate, man, that, that thinks they're going to compete for a title. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's everybody's looking at Don Bosco and looking at themselves and trying to get uh, see how they can uh, fare, uh, fare off in Cedar Falls. What other teams uh, in the Siouxland ha- have caught your attention this preseason? I'm interested to see what New Alfonda does. Um, they lost a big piece of the puzzle in Bryce Coppock. Um, one thousand, one thousand yards passing, one thousand six hundred yards rushing. You know that's that's thirty five touchdowns they have to make up for, but they've always been a team that's been able to come through and and, and do well. You know, um, R.J. Rojas is a defensive guy they lost too, so it wasn't just Coppock they lost. So who's who's going to take over that? Um, that's a well coached team down there. They had success before Coppock. We'll see how it goes. Um, they're, they're usually in the somehow they usually find a way to be in the mix. So we'll see how they are. We'll see how good they are there. Um, in in Class A, also really a lost Nick Gase, but it seems like they have a well-rounded team coming back. Uh, Hinton, both their coaches did yeah. their, their co-coaches retired. They did have a solid eight and two season last year. They got a decent amount back. They do lose some some good players, but you know they're a team that always finds a way to reload. They they we'll see how. Well, they can do in Class A this season uh, under a new head coach. I doubt he's going to change much. Uh, I doubt Caden's going to change much there at Hinton. So they should be another good team. Um, we'll see what Akron Westfield can can do. Uh, they lost some. They lost their quarterback from last year. Um, he was a very dynamic player. Uh, we'll see how they can rebound from that. Um, Sioux Central had a good season last year. They graduated a very talented senior class. Um, and that the other Hunter Decker, uh, I should say, uh, was, was part of that senior class that graduated. And, and can Woodbury Central take a step forward? They lose Garrett Armat. They lose Jim Moss. They do have some good play, playmakers coming back. You know, Bo Klingen Smith from wrestling. He'll be on the football team. Uh, what, what, what can they do? Uh, for, that's Class A. And Class 2A, how does OABCIG make up for the loss of Caden Ludwig? That's a guy who is, you know, top five in the state in passing, that's going to be a big loss. Can they make up for that? Um, how will, can Spirit Lake take a step forward this season? That'll be a big thing there. And Spencer and three, as you mentioned before, they are a traditionally good team. I expect them to be another seven to eight win team again this season. And how deep can they go? Even though they also lost, you know, a couple of very talented guys, but Spencer always finds a way to reload, not just in football, but other sports too. So um, th- those are kind of the teams I have my eye out for right there. As with every year, there's going to be a team that surprises. One final question for you. How excited are you that the football season is now here? 
Uh, you know, I, I actually, I, I'm actually the wrong guy to ask about that because I remain pretty even keeled about it. You know, I, I have my excitement for different seasons. Um, you know, I'm, I, I like when wrestling season comes around. I like football season when it comes around, and, and I do enjoy baseball season. So, you know, I, I'm one. I, I, throughout the years, I've become a little bit more even keeled because it's fun. But you know, there's, there's different things that get my adrenaline pumping for stuff too. You know, I, I just can't wait for the start of the pickleball season. You know. Really, pickleball? Yeah, I know. I, 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 I'm, know. I'm throwing in jest right there, just because uh, a pickleball is becoming such a sensation in some places. But no, I, I think you know, there's always fun to be had with with different sports. And I know that here's the sports writers throwing out cliche, you know, because I, I do, you know, the, every sport can be fun. Blah blah blah. You know, I know I'm saying I, I enjoy college volleyball are. as well. Um, I know you enjoy cross country. I, I I respect the heck of what they do in cross country. Um, you know, so, you know, I, I do enjoy – I like being back in Iowa volleyball where they play five sets opposed to three sets mm-hmm. for Illinois. Does it last longer? Yes. Do I think it's the truer form? Yes. Especially, you know, that's what college plays, best of five. Um, so I, There's I, a lot I, of things you like Iowa over Illinois, but that's enough. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, you know, there's different things there. Um, so there's, there's always different things to get excited about for the season for me. And yes, like I said, I'm going full coach speak. And I, I, I am excited it's back. You know, it's going to be fun, you know, seeing what USD does this season or to Morningside. Mm-hmm. Can West Sioux do what they can do? What's Sergeant Bluff going to look like as we talked about? Dakota Valley. So it's just so many things to look at. What, what's Central Line George Little Rock going to do this year? Is Western Christian going to take a step forward? What's Westwood going to do this year? You know, there, there's some teams in the past that were good. I think Westwood was, was, had a decent season last year. So, you know, there, there's so many teams you can look at. Like I said, who's going to take mm-hmm. over for Caden, Caden Ludwig? Who's going to take over for Bryce Coppock? So many fun storylines. What happens uh, e- each Friday night? It, it changes week by week. I, I guarantee you we'll see different storylines in week, one, uh, week two than we saw in week one. Uh, look, look at week zero, for example. The storyline was, is Martinsdale St. Mary going to have a team? Not only, and they do. Not only do they have they a team, they, 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 they won their first game of the season. This is a team that almost didn't exist this didn't year because of low season, numbers. No. And they were 0-9 last year. What did they do this year? And shout out to Keith Murphy for, for his, his, his thing he had on, you know, hoping that it sticks around mm-hmm. football there and saying, what would it mean to these kids that went out to be part of the team that snapped the losing streak? In the first game, they snap a, they snap they a losing do. streak. So right in there, kudos. And they, they scored 43 points in the process, held GMG to nine points. So, you know, that's a huge storyline from week one. You know, what, what happens from here on out? Like, each week is a different week. What can you expect each week? Um, I guarantee you the way I look at the schedule now games, I'm looking at maybe we can cover this game or this game, like week four or five. I will be looking at different games too because I'm like, this team emerged. This is a key game for this for this team that I didn't think was possible, you know, right now. That's that's the exciting part about college fo- uh, high school football is you know it's going to change week in and week out. So there, there are the knowns. West Lion's going to be good. You know, Hunter Deckers, there, there's the knowns. But there's the unknowns that I love seeing too, you know. And that's the cool part I like about football too. And this is my first Iowa high school football season since the 2016 football season. Don't get me wrong, I enjoyed covering the Wisconsin side of things the last couple of seasons. And Wisconsin high school football is just as competitive and passionate up there. There's something about the Iowa game. And, and there's so 
many storylines, like you say, not only in our Siouxland, but statewide that we can follow. And it's fun week by week just seeing the development and just seeing how quickly time flies. And like you said, uh, you're the wrestling guy, I'm the basketball guy, and I'm counting down the days until the basketball season starts both at the high school and collegiate levels. But football is a good supplement to get help me get through that and help me get to the winner. And I think this will be a very fall, fun fall season for both of us. Just wait till the basketball season starts. That's oh, another movie wait. I have never seen. <laughs> I, I, just side note, I got to get people in the Sioux City Journal watching some movies. I've, I've, I've definitely had no life, so I've watched too many movies. So. And on that note, we thank you for listening to this week's edition of the SCJ Preps Football Podcast here on SiouxCityJournal.com. Make sure to stay here on SiouxCityJournal.com for more this week on the high school and college landscape as it's here as we begin the high school and college football seasons. For sports editor Justin Russ, this is assistant sports editor Zach James. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time.